You're about to listen to Dirty Laughs Podcast. When life doesn't give you the success you planned, grab a microphone and your three best friends and put on a show anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hi everyone, welcome back to Dirty Laughs Podcast. It's been like five years. It's been 84 years. This is our first episode of 2023. It's a brand new year. Damn. We're three months into the year, but it is a brand new year. (laughs) We are. How is everyone? Does anyone have anything they would like to share? I went skiing and cracked a bone in my nose. It was great. Did you? I did. I went, I was doing really, really well and I caught my ski at the last minute and I squeezed, which is what you shouldn't do in skiing, and my body went straight into box splits um, of which I have not done for a very long time, so that was painful <laughs> to begin with. And my face went oh. onto the floor, blood gush. It was great. But my nose isn't like, you can't even tell. So I got quite lucky. Yeah, it doesn't even look like bruised or anything. It was the worst fall I've ever had skiing. Or because you squeezed. <laughs> or because I squeezed. Never squeeze, kids. I'm constantly squeezing. I could never ski. <laughs> it's, it's very fun, though. So, yeah. Anyway, what about you guys? Sammy? Um, I just started um, Shrek the Musical (laughs) with my theatre company that I'm in and I've been working, I've been going to centre parks on a bike and that was, you know, I squeezed, I broke my nose, no, I I just fell off the bike, (laughs) I can't ride a bike, I tried selling myself a dream there no way can I ride a bike um <laughs> had fun and lived life I'm just trying to live life same shit different day no I'm like pretty similar to be honest I don't think I've done anything hugely like exciting I've started rehearsals for sister act so that's fun gonna be a nun dancing round you've never been a nun that's really strange We've never done that, ever. It's literally the third time I've been a nun in a musical. I'm starting to get really typecast here, guys. <laughs> I don't know why. Like... Are there any other shows? like? I mean, Newsies. I would be a nun in Newsies. Yeah, you would. I'm trying to think what else. <laughs> um, Sound of Music, be a nun. Sound of Music. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we have also, guys, we did meet up since the last we time did. we recorded. In January, we all met up in London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And we went to Piano Works and we went to their, like, is it called Sing Easy, their musical theatre night? It's Sing Easy, yeah. It was very fun. So it was so fun. I would highly recommend if anyone's looking for a place to go and just, like, I don't know, hear musical theatre songs and belt yeah. them out. Sing and along. The waiters sing and they're all phenomenal. They really are. <laughs> yeah, it's a good night. That was so a good night. Highly recommend. Well, I guess then, shall we just crack on so if this is your first time with us or if you know it may have been a while for you for listening because we've had a little break here so what we're doing is we are writing a musical which we're going to come to a bit later in the episode and we'll tell you a bit more about it if you don't know um and we are talking all things theater and creative and you know having honest conversations about the world basically so for the first segment we normally take a step behind the curtain (laughs) of musicals or 
theatre in general. Um, and what we're going to do this week is we are going to have a conversation. Ooh. When we first started, we talked about like dreams and, you know, achieving them and goals and all of this stuff. So what we're going to talk about is how you approach or feel when you want to give up on your dreams whether you do give up on them or not is like a whole other thing because some people do some people don't and it doesn't need to just necessarily be dreams sometimes it's like something you just really love or you know are really passionate about the start of my year if I'm being honest with you has been like what am I doing am I ever gonna make it in this world am I embarrassing myself for having committed so many years of my life to it I talk to people about it and realize everyone has this exact thing. You're not on your own and it's totally normal. But particularly in our industry, I think, and any creative performing kind of based ones, you don't talk about it because I imagine we've probably all experienced in, particularly in like drama school, I don't know if they still do now, but both of my experiences there, they are very clear that like any kind of crack in that resilient armor means you're never going to make it in the industry and you know it's like if you can't handle this one tiny thing then you should give up everything because it's never going to work out for you so then you end up having to pretend all the time that like everything's amazing and you never feel disappointed or you know you never feel like you want to give up So I thought because actually it turns out everyone feels this and one of the things we want to do on our podcast is have open, honest conversations about the stupid things that we can never have honest conversations about. So I thought let's talk about it. Like, I don't know. Have you guys ever experienced that? Like, how does it feel for you and how do you overcome it for yourselves? Constantly. (laughs) Yeah, every day. Yeah, I was going to say, I I think anybody who says no would be lying. Mm Mm-hmm. I think everyone has felt like this at least twice in their life. At least twice. Even though, even those that, you know, are employed, 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 they'll, they'll always have those mm-hmm. levels of doubt where they're like, am I good enough? Am I going to be able to do this? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. For me, whenever that happens, which happens a lot, I mean... I kind of just say with anything, not just career stuff or performing or anything like that, but I just say give it some time, give it some space and what will happen or is meant to happen will happen. Um, Yeah. So what I've done now is I've kind of just, not taken a step back, but I have taken a step back. I still want to keep proactive and I still want to do the things that I enjoy but if I don't feel like I fit or if I feel uncomfortable, that to me is a sign um, that maybe I shouldn't be doing something in that area or I, uh, if it just doesn't make sense to me, I'm not going to do it because I just feel like I'm wasting a lot of time going, am I good enough? Am I this? Am I that? And it's feeding into my brain so much that I'm like, constantly doubting myself but constantly putting myself down and I don't want to do that so I've put the fun back into it you know I go to these Mm. theatre groups and I do what I want to do because I like to do it and then on my day-to-day life I will work and I will train and I will do the things that I know will improve myself and improve my own performance 
I'll go to drama class, I'll go to, um, I'll have my singing coaching every other week, I'll go to the gym and get a workout in, you know, keep my body healthy, keep my mind healthy. If you yeah. if you switch it and you put the, what's the word, if you put the encouragement into yourself, if you put the perseverance into yourself and the focus rather than the outside, what they think of me, it's more about what you think of yourself. So then yeah, it just makes it all better. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm constantly constantly in that in that space. I am an incredibly competitive person and always have been. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never noticed that. I know that's really shocking. I thrive off feedback even from a very young age like I did competitive swimming. I didn't actually do competitive dancing until I was in my mid to late teens and when I wasn't top 3 I would then like get feedback from my coach and be like you didn't win because of this you need to work on that and I would be completely fine with it because I had a why so then when I didn't get some auditions as a child I was like what, what do you mean I what is this failure thing that you're on about like within some of my audition uh, to be fair you don't get this in the industry but as a child I got it I got you need to work on this you need to work on your ballet more you need to work on your singing your acting more and I was like huh cool went away worked on it and then came back and I'm for me it's the same as an adult if I don't get something I will I'm that irritating person if you're taking a class in pineapple or bass I will go up to the teacher at the end and be like can I get some feedback on my performance of the class please can I have something that I would work on so the way that I've sort of retrained my brain from quite a young age I would say is I work on feedback so if I haven't got an audition I'll try and get some feedback if I don't get that feedback then maybe I will retake the audition in my living room and I'll send it to one of my other friends in the industry and be like I didn't get this audition a bit of feedback maybe I totally understand what you're saying with that but obviously you also have mentioned that you are competitive and that I assume that you are wanting that feedback so that you can be better and potentially win the next time or you yeah. get it the next time whatever it might be say that you were doing this on this cycle mm. and you're bettering yourself and you're getting all the feedback and you're putting it in and it feels like a never-ending cycle say there is no winning coming yeah has there been a time when you've had well, even if it's a fleeting moment you know where you've gone I can't be asked <laughs> oh yeah there's so many times I'm like I can't be asked. what have you done in that moment to get yourself back into the track that your mind was in dragged myself there anyway and done it <laughs> just forced myself to do it push through like and again it's a very competitive personality response to push through um but it's it's how my body responds oh it's interesting also this too shall pass so whether you're having a bad time whether you're like not getting auditions this too shall pass whether you're getting loads of auditions it works the same yeah this too <laughs> shall pass whether you're winning at everything this too shall pass it's literally something people have to remember like you've got to be humble even with the wins yeah this is the thing right some of the language you used Alice, you said final and you was that sort of words um it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. no we're like we're so sort of quick to be like no this is it it has to be now or this is it i can't do this right now or anything like that it's like well let's who says that yeah. you know yeah. we've got the whole life ahead of us 
why does it have to be right now? Why can't we just enjoy what we're doing? Mm. Why can't I just enjoy myself doing something that I know that I love? Why does anything else have to come out of it right now? I think that for for me, what I've um, kind of been working through with that whole thing, like I've never, it's actually the first time in my life I've ever really 100, I've had moments and I've gone up and down and I've gone, you know, like, oh, I'm tired or I'm, you know, I can't do it anymore. Or even like, I don't have talent. Um, This was like really different for me because I, if you know, it sounds big headed or whatever, but I don't believe, I know I have talent. So I'm actually not feeling that anymore. I really gotten over a lot of that stuff. Um, What I feel is that I don't fit into the stereotypical world of musical theater. And so unfortunately in that world, people don't want to see me on stage. They just don't. Or they only want to see me in very, very specific roles. So, you know, it was like I suddenly just snapped and all of that like kind of disappointment of like this world. Like I, so the way I started viewing it in my head was that I had my relationship with theater was an unrequited love. That was how I was like describing it to myself. Like, I have loved theatre for the whole of my life. And then I suddenly just thought, theatre doesn't love me back. Like it has not ever loved me back. So I started being like, what am I doing? Like if this was a real life situation and you had a friend that had a, was like had an unrequited love, that they were obsessed with a human being. They were like, I'm in love with this person and that person did not love them back. And you know, it was like so clear and they were like trying to shut it down. And they kept saying, I don't care because I love them. So I don't give a shit whether they love me back. I'm gonna keep on pursuing this and I'm not gonna let them out of my sight. You would sit that person down and be like, this is insane. You need to distance yourself from the entire, you know, you would have like some real (laughs) brutal, honest truths with that person. So I started having those conversations with myself because I was like, this is going to get embarrassing then. And then I've kind of worked through with, even within that analogy where I'm like, well, for two reasons, one is that you can't expect a thing that's not a human being to love or not love you because it's not like it doesn't have the capacity for that so you're actually putting an onus onto it that couldn't possibly be real um and it's almost like we're doing it to ourselves to make ourselves feel unloved because that is a human natural tendency right we're always looking for love we're always looking for connection and i think we're quite easy as well to latch onto not feeling it so sometimes i think we're almost putting that into things that don't have that capacity but we do it to ourselves so I kind of was able to almost like I did a bit of logic with it where I was like I, I need to calm down because that's not fair um and also if it was a real life relationship expecting the other person to just be showering you with praise and attention and being successful in everything that happens in your whole relationship wouldn't be real love or healthy anyway so actually a real healthy relationship that's loving is you just want to spend time with that person and you want to do life together so in that respect that is what my relationship with theater if it's real love should be regardless of what that looks like in terms of success or the platform that it's on is as long Mm -hmm. as I am in the world of theater in whatever capacity that works in the moment then that is okay because that's what I love so that's, I know it sounds very dramatic or, I don't know, poetic maybe. I don't mean to like sound douchey, but... Is that where you're at at the minute? Um, what, Where I'm at at the minute is I've come back to having like a real strong passion for it. 
Thank God for that. I know. <laughs> I'm not doing the musical anymore. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> no I, I love performing. <laughs> but what I've started <laughs> understanding is that I want to create theatre and I want to create a world in which other people don't feel the need to give up on their dreams or their loves. Or, you know, I want to be a part of that for other people as well. And so I've just reevaluated what, you know, what it does look like to me. And and I'm getting, I'm more in getting into that place now where I'm actually feeling okay about it. And that's not to say it won't include performing because maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. But mm. Maybe it just doesn't yeah. need to mean I'm going to play Alphabet on Broadway, which let's be honest, we always do with our like dreams and aspirations, right? We pick the most unattainable one and then we hold on to it <laughs> in this like stupid way. Um, what I do want to just share though, before we move on is because once I started, one thing that I did personally find helpful just for me is that once you start talking to people, you you realize that like, everyone understands that feeling in their own way it might not be with theater or performing or it might not even be with a career you know like it could be with a person or like it could be with literally anything um so I found I kind of thought it would be nice to maybe like share some of that and I have not gonna lie to you I have had an overwhelming response I have had so many people messaging me with like their stories and their like tips about what they do in these situations so I thought I'm not going to be able to share everything because it's just like there's just too much (laughs) thank you though for responding yeah thank you if you sent anything to us like I put it on our social media I put it on my personal social media and I also messaged some people and I spoke to some people in person so I've like um yeah it's been it's been really I'm gonna I'm gonna use it I'm gonna say it's been moving (gasps) when you hear what other people experience with it um, I just think it's like helpful, isn't it? To to understand that we literally like everyone in the world basically mm. is in this one together. I'm going to just share bits and pieces of some of what like the tip of the iceberg basically. So someone has said sharing your feelings with people who are also passionate about the same thing, that that can be really important because you've got a little group to go with. And I've uh, also got here, let those people hold the hope and optimism on your behalf until you're ready to carry it again for yourself which I really like that I love that I will 100% do that for you thank you we can do it for each other yeah yay it's like it's like a way of keeping the hope isn't it but you don't have to always feel that like pressure to have it other people can take a lot of energy yeah Mm. um so we've got i'm a big believer in feeling the emotions when they come however deep they are i try to remember if i can in the back of my mind that it won't last forever and perhaps a little later on i'll list all of the reasons why i have ever loved it in the first place Mm -hmm. i have learned that letting the disappointment and rejection build up without acknowledging or expressing it each time tends to lead to one inevitable overwhelming breakdown that could have been avoided had i been comfortable with my own emotions along the entire journey which I think is true. Oh my gosh, haven't we all been there though? <laughs> yeah, like mini explosions does avoid yeah. the big explosion at yeah. the end. We've got, the first thing I do is try to assess whether or not my feelings are based on the external reality or just internal emotions. And then this one will, do, I think this part of the sentence is going to vary from person to person. They've put, if it's internal, I basically write it off. Not everyone is going to be able to do that. Some people Mm -hmm. can, some people can't. Um, If you can, then honestly, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) um, although, you know, maybe you want to feel it. I don't know. 
but interesting. And then they put, uh, I also try to write down how I'm feeling to stop it going round and round in my head, which is also, that's helpful. Mm, that really helps me. I, just so, something that they said just triggered a thought in my mind. Um, we all have it. We all have an ego, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes it's good and healthy to question that ego and say, why is it that I am... Uh, so upset that I haven't got this or I was so convinced that I would get this Um, almost kind of like not self-obsessed because that's so negative Um, what's the sort of thing I'm trying to say translation Ailish oh god no I know I know the like idea of what you're trying to say I mean ego is yeah like a very ego egotistical right where we we can't get ahead around why we wouldn't have achieved something I feel like that's yeah. an ego thing. And almost to the point of like, you're in your own little life bubble and that if you took a step out of that in your mind for for like a minute and saw that actually all of these other people are feeling exactly the same and they've all gone for the same yeah. thing, we're not all going to get it. Yeah. So it's like, it's not actually anything at the end of the day, anything to do with me. Mm. It's just yeah, timing. It's just the place. It's just wherever people are at at the time it can take away from the achievement that someone else made yeah say we're talking about an audition if you go for an audition you don't get it someone else gets it sometimes it we also get Mm -hmm. almost get so kind of self-absorbed about our reaction that we forget that that person might have been amazing and they might have really deserved it yeah they may have had their own struggles for a long time like we have you know and they've just got their break so Mm. it's it's important i think to when we get to these positions that we take a step back and we congratulate those people around us and we say you know what not for me right now but this will happen for me one day as it's happened with them I think we have to remember as well we are only human and all of this actually is like Sam said if you're in an audition and one person's getting the role and there are how many people feeling the exact Mm. same way as you that is a perfectly normal human response and it's so, like, when we were trying to find a word that wasn't egotistical, I was like, I mean, is it egotistical? But then actually, yes, but it's normal. I think, it's, again, it's the wording and the branding we're giving things. In the, in the same way that we might make assumptions about, say, the people who were casting in that moment. Yeah. We might make assumptions about what was going through their head or what conversations they had about us that they really might not have had. Yeah. Like, they might have been like, oh, they were really good but they just decided to go with someone else because of whatever happened in their audition. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we like almost villainize people that really yeah. don't even, they're not, they're so unaware because they so didn't do anything. It's like, <laughs> they don't even realize you've turned them into a yeah, villain yeah. in your mind. <laughs> so quick to take things so personally. And we really don't need to. It zaps so much energy and it really doesn't, like we don't have to do that to ourselves. No. Yeah, I agree. I'll just get through a couple more things here. So we've got um, the way I overcome it is by remembering it's worth doing for its own sake and what it does for me, regardless of how successful it is by the world standards. So the more I retrain my own thinking on that, the less it happens, I've found. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Um, Find, yeah, finding the fun. Interesting things here. So um, someone's put, I already did give up is how it starts. 
Um, <laughs> I gave up public singing because oh. I was stressed and I didn't know myself enough then to slow down and pause while still in it to see what was causing the stress or think about what I needed. I have contemplated this a lot over the years and I now believe that I shut things down to stop painful feelings and to avoid messy differences with the people I was doing music with. But in doing that, I actually stopped that flow of relationships anyway. I also stopped the patience or healing and growing through that situation by walking away from it. Um, now, when I want to give up on something, I make space to contemplate it for a season. I acknowledge that something is changing and I take the time, not just a day or a couple of months, Sometimes I take more as I now realize that I'm not in a hurry to work through it. Um, and I slowly allow things to unfold. If it is the time for me to let go of something, then it gives me the space to grieve that thing before letting go so that I can let go of it healthily. Which I think is really interesting because there are times where letting go mm. is the right thing to do. Um, and there are times when yeah, 100%. the manner in which we do it. So I just thought it was interesting that sometimes we walk away or we, we go I'm giving up because it's too hard but in the process of doing it we haven't worked through any of the issues and like I find it interesting like that they're saying they let go of something or they gave up because they were scared to lose relationships but they lost those relationships anyway because they gave up on what they were doing together and so sometimes you still end up with the same outcome but you just haven't worked through it in a healthy way for yourself and so I think that that's really interesting um Someone we've got here, um, it's quite a long one, so I'm not going to read out whole the, all of it. Um, it's very interesting, and it talks that they've talked about how, um, as they've gotten older, they've started writing poetry to express their thoughts, and that poetry that started out as a small project just for just for myself, um, and she started a Facebook group which was just to kind of cheer herself up. And over the course of doing those two things, over the years, the Facebook group has grown to have uh, like over 100,000 people in it around the world. Wow. Whoa. And the poetry has become something that's deeper and meaningful to her and it has grown. So she has talked about how once she kind of took that pressure off and started doing things because they meant something to her, they've grown into something else and that's taken on a life of its own, which I really like. That's cool. She's put... I now embrace life in all its good things and its bad things because at the end of the day, I learned to have faith in myself as a person and to love myself and never think that I have failed. In fact, I often have taken more steps forward than I ever did back and that gives me a sense of pride. So I just like that idea that sometimes when you reflect on quite almost like a logical way, you know, you look back at, you might feel like you failed in something, but when you look at it like, did you go f did you take more steps forward than you did back because often the cases you did even if it feels like it was a failure so it's quite like a nice way to for i can imagine for some people that would be quite a helpful kind of method this one is really interesting because it's about a person so it's not about a career i am reassessing a very important relationship in my life at the moment and feel like i am giving up on someone i love i'm having to have some really honest conversations with myself as to whether the relationship ever made me happy in the first place challenging my true thoughts and feelings about how the relationship has been and what has been so unhealthy about it i've had to step away as it's causing me too much hurt i feel so desperately sad at giving up this contact with him 
but also I feel a sense of freedom and empowerment with the recognition that it was not actually something that was making either of us happy. I'm hoping that this circuit breaker approach will mean that a better relationship and a happier time could possibly be born out of it in the future, given time. So my tip was to really challenge yourself that the thing you are giving up might not actually be something that you are in love with in the same way anymore. To challenge if it is still bringing you the happiness that you think it is and that resetting your relationship with something and having time away from it might actually be the best thing for the thing that you love in the long run. Been there. (laughs) I just think it's really interesting, isn't it? That actually with that message, like they're not saying I'm giving up and I'm never coming back to it. They're saying, I know that right now, I've kind of had to work through and I've come to terms with that putting distance there is going to help but with that hope that potentially in the future that actually means that you can come back to it or even reassess you know like when they said maybe you don't love it in the same way that you used to love it but you might have a different relationship once you kind of get to learn the new way in which you do love it which I think is really interesting um, because it's, our lives are going to evolve, right? The things we want, even if we think we want the same thing as we did when we were a child, I bet it's evolved somehow. <laughs> and we don't always mm. remember to reflect on that. So I just really, um, I just liked the way they worded that. Someone sent me a message about their journey with bodybuilding. I recently stepped away from bodybuilding, so this is quite suiting. I decided to give it up for the time being because it was no longer contributing to my happiness or the health of my body. The thought of going in and training the same things daily was exhausting and I never want to feel as if I'm stagnant. I always want to feel as if I'm moving forward and improving on myself as a person. It was no longer pushing me out of my comfort zone. It was no longer making me feel accomplished and with the constant manipulation of food, I didn't think I was fueling my body to its full capabilities. I'd much rather find something that makes me feel accomplished and gives me purpose back such as charity events or coaching others. We are meant to grow as people and if something isn't allowing that to happen, then it's something I no longer want in my life. Interesting. It's just opened up a whole can of worms, isn't it? I think it's also important that, um, like that, uh, the last person who wrote in was saying, um, it's important to know when it's good for you to walk away as well. So like they, that was a healthier choice for them, whether it's the conversation we've been discussing a relationship friendship whatever it's knowing when to walk away but also like you said with the knowledge you can come back yeah you you could take a break because i think that then once you can break through some of that you might be able to return to doing it but in a healthy way that actually brings you joy again you know rather than feeling like it's Mm. hitting your head against a brick wall or whatever it is that it might feel to you um so yeah i i totally agree and letting go is a much nicer word than giving up because giving up is not something i think we should ever use yes (laughs) yeah giving up is so final yeah yeah but yeah that was like the tip of the iceberg there was many more messages and comments and things that people sent to me so um thank you and if you did send us something we appreciate you and yeah and if you didn't send us something that's also fine um because what we've kind of, I feel like what we've also learned is that there was not one person that I spoke to who said, no, I've never felt that way. Or I don't understand what you're talking about. Everyone was like 100% yes. Like most people were like, I feel this every day or I, all the yeah. time I go up and down with this. 
So we are just like, all, all we can really do is like, I guess, share, right? Be honest with each other and talk about it. And sometimes that like kick starts for you to be able to work through some of it and and understand that there just isn't a right or wrong answer. You might walk away from something, you might not. Yeah, That's okay. <laughs> but it's the knee-jerk emotional reactions that always don't always get us probably in the healthiest mindsets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time to write a music So the the kind of real thing that the main thing that we're doing here, our goal is that we're writing a musical. So we started doing this about two years ago. We have been very honest that we um really procrastinated a lot at the start because we do we had never done this before. So we really were scared to do it even if we pretended that we had reasons why we were procrastinating let's be honest we were scared so (laughs) so really we've been doing it i would say in full 100 for about a year would that be fair oh yeah so our musical is essentially about a battle between your heart and your head that plays out in these two characters Corey and ali who are lost in either the desert or the wilderness but they're lost and they're trying to Uh, work together but they hate each other they split up and then we're also going to meet this character called joe and they're having having to make a decision in life and so we're seeing that decision play out between their heart and their head and that's how it goes we see them unite and we see them kind of take control and go forward and break through some of their past traumas and all of that as i'm sure we've all been there um so what we thought we would do today is just kind of regroup it's a brand new year for us um and kind of see where we're at and make a bit of a plan what we want to do next um what you know what we're doing so sam do you want to start because i know you had something that you wanted to suggest around it at christmas i got a really really nice secret santa gift from our own english dance me yay it's called the playwright's journal and basically gives you loads and loads of tips and tricks and part of it is discovering and trusting your writing process with a range of approaches for developing your initial idea into a completed script. Now, one of the main tips and tricks that we all know about is creating a storyboard. I've been wanting to do it for a very long time. I, again, procrastinated and never got round to it. So I've made a storyboard. I've only done the first three scenes so far. But also we spoke about maybe doing some drawings and stuff to really get our minds into the characters. So we can add those in at a later date as well. What I've included in this is obviously scene one with a description, an action. And so um, not an action, an action, but a intention. Intention. Thank you. I've got a description and intention of the scene and some brief information. So, so far, I've done scene one, scene two, and scene three. Scene one, we've got description, the wilderness, intention. We're introducing Corey, Ali, and Joe. And the information in that, we have shadows and Joe's soliloquy. We then have Corey and Ali find their brief, stating that they need help, need to help Joe as she is lost. So it just gives us a solid, this is what it is, this is what's going to happen, and this is what we're intending to happen as well for the future. I really like that. Scene two, the wilderness again. We're establishing Corey and Ali's plan. Now, we are starting to show the difference between Corey and Ali and their choices ultimately going to lead to an argument slash split. So I've done that for scenes one, two and three. Now, 
whether we do this on the podcast or not, probably not because it will take a lot of time um, and a lot, a lot of discussion. It's just going to help us with our writing if we get a clear A to B. We say, right, we've got to go from there to there. And yeah. instead of just sort of <laughs> going through the wilderness, we are yeah. giving ourselves a clear direction. Because I think that's what I need at this point yeah. um, to keep me... I'm speaking of myself here, motivated and not overwhelmed by this writing because that's what's happened a lot and has what ultimately led to me procrastinating for a year. <laughs> so what do you think? I think, no, I agree. I think that sounds great. I think that the idea of giving each scene an intention is uh, really good. I think that's going to yeah. actually be really, really important because knowing what the point of each scene is is going to be really key to, um, to I think, making sure that every scene is worthwhile mm-hmm. and not just a bit shit or lazy or, you know, like any of that. Yeah. Like if we know why we're writing that scene, then yeah. I think that will really help with the, the whole overall thing. So I really like that. And yeah, I okay. absolutely agree. I think that'd be great to like look at it. Even if you, like, it's up to you if you wanted to, like, you can either just bring it blank and we can do it together or you can bring your version of it and then we can add or you know if you whatever you feel there are certain parts of the story that we haven't maybe spoke about yet or in terms of the the journey through Mm. through it all um that we haven't made any sort of firm decision on we want this to happen blah 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 blah. so i think in terms of yep. discussion, that ne- that does need to happen, but we don't know what to discuss until we come across it, which this will help. Yep, defo, I am down. That sounds great. Okay, good. I'm looking at the the whole of the beginning bit of everything that we've got for beginning through to you know with Corey and Ali, and I'm just looking at piecing that together. Um, working with everything we've got and kind of adding music and fit, kind of having a look at basically the whole overall thing. So maybe in the next episode, I can just bring that and we can just have a look and read through and like, just look at that whole thing where it's at right now mm-hmm. uh, could be just quite helpful. And then we can look at the, um, like you said, with the storyboard. Um, what I was going to say earlier is I've had a lot of time to think about this. Okay. The more I think about it, the less, and I mean, I didn't love it that much in the first place, but I was like, that's fine. Um, I really don't like the name Battle. <laughs> I'm not mad. It's a working title. <laughs> I can take it or leave it. Are you joking? I know. Which is why I was like, I didn't kind of feel like I needed to, you know, like think that deep about it. But I actually, I'm getting, I'm getting more and more like, I don't tell people it's called battle. I realized, like, I didn't know I was doing that. But then I realized I don't, because I, in my mind, it just doesn't connect to it. I can't get the connection there. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I just thought, That's I'm going to just float that out there. After we've made up those <laughs> posters. I know. <laughs> Even if it was, it's not just the word, it's, it's not the word battle in itself. It's just when it's alone. I just think it conjures up for me something very different to what the musical is. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, Even if it was like Joe's battle, 
I don't know what I mean, but you know, like even if it was, I'm not saying it should be, I don't know if she's shaking her head at that, but um, even like, even if it was just like adding something, you know, that kind of makes it more intriguing. Cause like, if I hear the word battle, if I, if I was just like to scroll past there's a musical called battle, I don't think I would be intrigued enough to investigate it. Do you know what I mean? The right title will come to us. It will. I know it. Yeah. It will come to us when it when it wants to come to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying with the battle, the musical, and <laughs> again, yeah, it does conjure up things that aren't in the musical. I'm not gonna lie, it reminds me of the Battle of Hastings. Yeah, it does a bit, right? It's kind of like it feels like um, a Marvel film or something. I don't know. It's like I I feel that um, we should open with something like Hamilton being like ten. 1066 <laughs> or something like that. But the Battle of Yorktown. <laughs> the Battle of Hastings. It, it does, or the automatic place I feel like probably most people's minds do go is that down that realm, isn't it? And actually what we're doing is something that's much more intriguing and weird almost. It's like a mysterious and it's got depth to it and it probably doesn't, isn't summarized by the word battle. I think something, I feel like something that makes you go, what's that about? would fit a bit more with what we're doing but it will come to us so it doesn't we don't even need to change it i just was like we can i just was like i'm just gonna say it because the more it's gone on the more i've been like no it's getting worse (laughs) in my mind i'm getting more disconnected (laughs) from it i think we just trust the process process. it'll happen that's fine Come and join Sam's social network. She's here for you. Um, everybody say hello to Kara. Hi, Kara. Hi, Kara. I love the name Kara. It's beautiful. Right, Kara says, <clears throat> How do you think you can move forward from worrying about others' opinions around you, whether it be about something you are doing, hobby or career, or who you are as a person? And I... But Kara sent that, I want to say... Good question. A month and a half ago, and that question stuck with me because I <laughs> constantly... Oh, it's exhausting. I constantly think about, I wonder what they think of me. If I do this, what will people think? Um, and it's like, who's living my life? I am. It's ridiculous. I've got to do yeah. it for myself. It's so hard, isn't it? I swear that is like my biggest challenge in life Mm. is letting go of what other people think of me. I like, yeah, it's (laughs) just hard. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The older I've got, the less I do care, but I do still care, but the less. Mm. And I know that's not very helpful. No, I do get that. I definitely care less now than I did like 10 years ago, but in a way it's odd because i like i've i guess i've i would say i have taken steps to you know like i had an unhealthy relationship with social media because i would look at social media and i would feel like shit compared to everyone else on it all the time so i started going through my social media and doing like detoxes where i'd like hide or delete you know, accounts that aren't making me feel good and I would only have the things that are going to make me feel good. And what's interesting is that changes. So the thing in one moment that, you know, the like, the things that are going to make you feel good, like 
you have to redo it six months later because those things yeah. are no longer going to make you feel good. But I've kind of started do, making an, an, what's the word, like a conscious effort to actually look at what is in my social media and to try and sometimes have days where I don't go on it at all or, you know, like to actually actively not put myself in situations where I know I'm going to feel like that person's just posted like I had an apple for breakfast and they got 200 likes and I just posted the biggest thing that's ever happened in my life and one person reacted you know like that stupid thing which obviously that's an exaggeration but (laughs) that's how you feel (laughs) yeah so yeah i that's like a practical thing anyway that I do. It doesn't help necessarily the overcoming in the mind, but it does put you in a slightly healthier, at least environment with it. I don't know how old Kara is. Um, I'm not going to ask Kara because I think that's rude. But <laughs> all I know <laughs> is that as I've got older, I've I've real you become more aware of what you're doing in terms of am I doing this for other people. Or am I doing it for me? And what I found is the more stuff I do for me, the more authentic my friendships become and the more authentic I become. The people that are meant to stay with you will stay with you throughout all your choices. And the ones that aren't meant to be with you will disappear quietly while you do what you want to do. And it just becomes a little bit more joyful. It becomes more comfortable. It becomes more authentic to you and you become more comfortable. Um, That's all I can really say Mm. on the matter because I did spend, I did spend a long, I'll spend all my time worrying about what other people think. But I think they're probably doing the same with me. You know, uh, they might be thinking, oh, I wonder what she's thinking of me. And I'm thinking, I wonder what she's thinking of me. And it's it gets a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah. In terms of social media, ugh, I will... I don't like it. And I, I've never liked it. I don't like to post too much on social media. I'll post if something fun's happened to me. But I tend to not take too much notice now on what I'm seeing. And if I don't like something, I'll just switch it off. Mm. Um and I'll find joy in other things, you know, books and film and lessons for myself, doing something for me. It just makes you feel so much better. There was a life before social media. There will yeah. be a life after it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. When you're in it, it's difficult. We are of the social media generation, but the generation below us are even more so. So, God, yeah. you know, I guess we can only speak for ourselves. We can't necessarily say how that might be for someone else in a different situation but I like I was thinking about this the other day because um I when I was a kid I was obsessed with books like books was like I would just read and I would just like every day and I would just go off into my imagination into another world and it would make me so happy um and I stopped doing that very much over the years and obviously you know life gets in the way and you go on social media and so when you sit down to read you're reading people's posts online or you're you know you're like reading what's about the news or you end up reading something else but Mm. it's not like 
a book um and because i joined a book club last year so then this year i was like i want to get back to my like the way i used to feel about reading where it would really bring me so much joy so i started doing reading 52 books in the year <laughs> and i'm currently on book like 18 or 19 um i've read so so much this year and i've like read some crap books and i've read some amazing books and i've like got lost into worlds like i used to and i don't look at social media as much because i'm like thinking about I don't know it's like it's taking me off into other places and reminding me that I don't need to be on social media to pass the time or to have a nice evening or to you know like when I'm in bed I could just be reading a story rather than scrolling endlessly through like TikTok or Instagram or Mm -hmm. I don't know sometimes it kind of doesn't help you so I that's been like it's just because you said about books that that's like I I was just thinking about that the other day yeah I really enjoyed getting back into that like escapism world and not looking at what other people are doing as much because they're probably sitting on their bed scrolling through Instagram as well let's be honest but we're looking at them and thinking they're doing these amazing things all the time Mm. (laughs) I I also decided a couple of years ago to stop like stop posting as much but like stop trying to justify everything on social media like I think uh, there was a phrase probably going around when we were younger like it's not Facebook, it's not official sort of thing. Um, yeah. And, like, someone will ask me, like, what I did this weekend. And they'll be like, oh, I didn't see that on your social media. And I'm like, no, I didn't post it. <laughs> I, I can have a life outside of social media. And I think a lot of people forget that as well. Like, loads of people are like, oh, I didn't know you are friends with her. Like, why? Oh, you don't see pictures of you two together on social media. Oh, okay. Then you can't cool. be friends. <laughs> exactly. And then someone else will be like... Oh, have you and this person fallen out? No, why? You've just not been on, had any pictures on social media lately. N- no. We've seen each other, but, we've, you know, both look like rats having a cup of coffee. We're not going to take a picture of it on social media, are we? Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Has there ever been a time where you've made decisions and you know they are purely based off of other people, what you know other people think? 100% and you know what a lot of it was in lockdown and a lot of it was like "Ooh, this person's got this therefore I've got to buy it and I've got to take a picture of it for my Instagrams to show people I'm still cool and I'm still current mm. that do you know lockdown and, is that's really yeah. interesting lockdown was the worst bit I remember I someone saying to me um because there was a point in one of the lockdowns where my brain died and I had a really bad time and I remember someone saying to me I didn't know that anything was wrong because you looked like you were having so much fun on social media compared to everyone else is literally how she worded it. And I remember feeling like the way I reacted in the moment was that I was like, felt really annoyed because I felt like she was accusing me of lying, you know, like, uh, but now when I kind of look back on that, I think like, well, I probably was. And I think I was having fun. I was I wasn't lying about having fun when I was having fun. It's just that you only post the things that you're having fun doing. And in lockdown, we were we didn't have much to do. So whenever you did anything, you would post it because you were like, I need to, I don't know, it became Banana something bread. that you needed to do to survive lockdown was to like post online and connect somehow in the social media world. But you never posted saying like I've been crying all evening or something. You know, like no one ever did that. The people who did do that, I think a lot of us took it the wrong way. 
because honestly and I, I'll admit I do this if I see someone on social media like had such a bad day rah, 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 yeah you that, get I'm irritated like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm not I'm not getting involved and I don't know if this is a cry for an attention if it like I, I'd like to think I can see a cry for help when I can see a cry for help but well, that is that a is a good point, right? Sometimes seems like a cry for attention, and it's the, the I think everyone like has seen it. Had such a shit day, rah, 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 inbox me, babe. What's happened? Tell me. All of them, and I don't want to ever seem like to come across like that. But then again, you want to reach out for help. Sometimes. But this is the issue, and I feel like kind of the point that we're proving in any of these conversations is like. People are little shits. So a lot of the time... Yes! So glad we agree. Us included, let's be honest. But a lot of the time, we think people are thinking about us and they're probably not even thinking about us because they're thinking about themselves. And some of the times, they are going to be sat around making a judgment on something that you've done. And you know what? All you can do... It's easier said than done, but all you can do is just learn how to, I guess, like, love yourself, all of that cheesy stuff. But you do, like, if you learn how to love yourself and be okay with who you are as a person, there is always going to be someone out there that has an opinion that is, you know, not agreeing with you, who doesn't like something you've done or whatever, because we live in a big world. Um, And you know what? That's fine. Like, it is what it is. You don't need to surround yourself with that particular person. Just distance yourself. Put yourself in the situations where you don't see that. And remember that, like, every time that you're thinking someone has said that about me, you've probably said the same thing about someone else. So at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's just life and we're humans. And we can just love ourselves, be around the people that love us and forget about the shits. Because they're always going to exist. And if you were everybody's cup of tea, then you'd be a mug. Thank you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You can't be everyone's cup of tea, otherwise you're a mug. But Aww. a mug is not a cup of tea, it's a mug. <laughs> I know. You'd be in... Because you'd be a mug. Like a mug, like a... Not no, like a I mug, know. Like a mug. <laughs> I've hit the end. I've hit the end. It's okay. happened. It's it's come early. Well, okay. Let me take it back. <laughs> My battery life just went. Eh. Thank you, Cara. Thank you for your question. Oh if, Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to get in touch, you can email us podcast at dirtylaughs.co.uk, or you can like and follow us on Instagram at dirtylaughspodcast. The same for TikTok. Harriet's head scratcher. So I have got a listener's head scratcher. This one has been sitting in our inbox for, again, months, I think. So I am finally getting round to the lovely Debbie's head scratcher today. Yesterday on Radio 1, a couple of months ago on Radio 1, they were talking about counting sheep when you're trying to go to sleep. And they were asking people what they imagine. Like, do you imagine a cartoon sheep or a real sheep? And what are they jumping over? Do they jump all at once or do they all go a bit chaotic? and do they jump together basically loads of people think in different ways and i just thought it was something interesting to talk about and i agree this is what we need to really be discussing so the question is how do you imagine sheep when you're counting them yeah i don't if i was to imagine sheep i'd imagine them as a cartoon but I just want to put out there, I don't count sheep, but I do. what I do do to fall asleep is I basically play out a movie in 
movie in my mind about like what I really want to happen in my life. Oh my god, me too. I I speak about this with my friend quite a lot because I found out that she does the same. So I'd love to know that we're not the only ones. No, I do the same. Okay, great. Now I never thought of doing that. I also I don't count sheet. I do sheet. <laughs> I don't count sheets. Um, <laughs> I don't count sheep. I do the same thing as Sam. I play scenarios out in my mind and all of this. Um, but what? If if I were like at when I was a young when I was a kid and people are like you should count sheep, I definitely had at various times in my life attempted to do it or you know like if I close my eyes and imagine counting sheep, I I've never thought about this before until this question, but I do have an exact visual that is definitely the only thing I would ever picture, which is cartoon. But weirdly, I think it's against black. Like, I don't think there's like an environment and there's like a a cartoon fence and the sheep are jumping over the fence. So as they jump, that's when I count them. Mine definitely have like a farm background. Oh, also interesting. So when I want to go to sleep, I I don't count sheep. Mm. I don't manifest my life. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I I mentally choreograph dances in my head that I want to do. Yeah, and I just sort of like, I don't know. I'll think of like something and I'll just... I if know, I did that, I'd get sort of so energised, I couldn't. But um, yeah, I think similar to Eilish when people went, oh, try counting sheep, like when you were younger. So it's a whole sort of, I'd say a cartoon, but like a book cartoon, like a picture book when you're younger. So it's not moving. And the sheep are... No, it's like you're turning the page. Interesting. So it's like there's a really green bit of grass and a really green hedge and a couple of little daisies on the grass. And then there's a blue, blue sky, very similar to our logo, actually. And there's some there's some little clouds in the sky. And then there's like typical little fluffy white sheep and they've got like little stick black legs and like a little, little face and they've got like little eyes and they just sort of go, bah. <laughs> I love this question. So interesting. But yeah, and then sometimes like when my brain was feeling really chaotic, like one sheet would come back the other way while another one was trying to cross and it would, and then there was like the queue would like, there was a night in my head, there was a queue of sheep and then the queue would like start turning into a little bit of a rubble of sheep and then uh, like too many bears at once and then. Yeah. And it became overwhelming. Like, I mean, that is. It did. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for the question. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank We've you. We've had a lot of listener participate participation. Is that the word? Participation. Patient. Participation. Patient today. <laughs> um, and it's been very interesting and a great way to start our year. And we can't wait to get stuck in. And there's going to be lots of great things. So, yes, uh, we love you all. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok. Support us, like us, share our posts. And... Um, be good. If you can't be good, be careful. We love you. If you can't be good, be safe. Careful. If you can't be good, then fuck it. Do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>